So I do want to say I'm so happy to be back podcasting. Me too. And um, it's it's been a good a good I think it's a good time to start back up though because there's a lot going on, a lot a lot of changes, and like the spring market, you know, being able to hit the ground running, which. I'm going to be honest. I was a little surprised with how the spring market took off as quickly and as strongly as it did. Yeah, um, especially after it was so slow after, you know, that like during the holidays, it was seriously just like everyone woke up one day and was like, okay, you know what? We're just going to buy a house. We don't care about rates. We don't care about inventory. It's just time now. Yep. Yeah. No, I think it's been, it's hard too. I mean, we always talk about what we hear on Inman or on the news or whatever, but I do think we both have kind of nailed on the head kind of, <laughs> what this spring's looking like. And it's definitely earlier than I think we planned. Um, But, you know, odds of selling are higher and inventory is higher. So um, we're going to start to see, I think, good things happen. But we're we're definitely hitting that that nice upwards hump of everybody kind of just realizing that the world, the world, and that shouldn't stop you from buying a house. So... Yeah, speaking of odds of selling, it's like 65%, which is higher than 68%, actually. So exciting. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. So it's going to be a great year, which is good for all the people that were so, like, you know, like for me, example, buying a house at the very high of the market, it's like, so we did see about 8%, you know, drop off from value from that, from the height of it. And so it's like, okay, but now we've seen two to 4% appreciation every month for February, and we're going to see it again in March. So it's like, okay. We're going to, this is how Colorado is, you know, it's like, yes, it comes down a little bit, but it's always, it's such a strong market in general that it's just going to pop right back up. So it's encouraging that now we can start to like tell people, especially when we're doing real estate reviews, it's like, okay, yes, things did come down a little bit, often insane amount of equity over 2020 and 2021. And now, you know, things are on the rise again, just like they are. Real estate is cyclical. We're not day trading homes, you know? So it's, it's nice now to be able to have those conversations with people. It's like, now you've seen what, you know, the worst of it where all these people were concerned about a crash or whatever. And it's like, okay, now, now we know with certainty based on the last couple months numbers that is not going to happen. No. And I, I think that you, you know, you hit it on the head of, we've kind of seen the worst of it, but it's also hard. I mean, I always relate real estate to kind of like your car in the mechanic shop. We rely on them to do the work and then we take it back and we're like, oh, cool. We got my oil changed and my tires rotated. Whereas people with buying real estate are coming to us going, okay, we've never done this before. We have done this before, but it was a totally different situation. So like lead us, lead us in the right direction, which is hard because, you know, you can only go off of what you know on media, on social media, but it's important to remember that like we are, like you said, we're not day trading houses. Like (laughs) these are people's livelihoods and homes that people are either purchasing as an investment or, you know, their next home to, to, you know, have their family grow up in. So, um, it's a, it's just an interesting time, but I'm happy to see the positivity in it instead of just like, Oh my God, what's going to happen next kind of thing. Exactly. Um, well, if you guys are just joining us, um, I'm Audrey and that's Emily and we, uh, run two blondes in a brokerage. We're realtors in the Denver Metro area. Um, and today we're actually going to talk about new builds, um, because, and more so just about the process. Cause I think, you know, there's, you, there, you hear a lot of things about new builds, but how does it differ from just like a standard residential um, transaction? What are the benefits? Um, and I think, you know, now it's it's relevant too with the market picking up again for the buyers that maybe can't compete in the multiple offer situations we're seeing in the Denver metro area. It's a good time to start thinking about new builds again. Um, and so I actually have a client closing on one next on Monday, 
Um, and she was telling me today that the new builds that are being listed now, so she's been on a contract for a few weeks, um, are already higher than her purchase price. And she's like an end unit, you know, back into open space. And these inner units are now, so if you're seeing the, the value of the appreciation already, which I feel like is really common for new builds, especially in an intense market, because they start to increase the price every week. I remember when one of my clients went under, under contract, this was over a year ago, but when the market was really intense, they were raising the price on those new builds $7,500 a week, a week. Yep. And yep. so you get locked in at this price. Like, let's say you you get locked in at three sixty five, dollars and then they decide to raise the price while the market's intense. You know, you're locked in at that price. Even if it takes 10 months for them to build the home, you're locked in at the price that you sign at, which I think people need to know. Um, but um, it, he he locked in at his price and then they were raising it seven, you know, $7,500 a week or whatever. So by the time he moved into his home, he had like $80,000 in equity and he hadn't even closed on it yet, you know? And so I think that's a huge benefit and something to consider especially like when we know the market's going to be intense and it's like, okay, so maybe you do know you want to own a home or whatever, but you're not quite ready or you want something brand new. Or you're very specific on area, whatever. I think a new build is a great option for that way for that, because then you can actually come in with instant equity too. Oh, hundred percent. And the, the best part about a new build is not only is it a new home, but you're not, there's, there's not the competition. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, sales, they're going to, they're going to do what they can, but you get the ability to kind of come into something that's not just a new home, but a new community. And that brings tons of huge, you know, tons of opportunities. So if you're looking for a specific location, another great thing about new builds is, you know, you can't go into an older neighborhood and go, okay, I want the ranch floor plan. You can, you can, you can have your agent door knock. You can keep an eye out for that, but you can actually pick a, a spot you like, pick the plan that you like. But the biggest thing that I feel like most of my clients with new builds struggle with is they see the price. And then when we go in and they pick out all their, you know, top end selections, they're 60, 70, $80,000 higher than they were before. But that's the fun part about it. If you can get comfortable with the fact that you've got kind of a, an array of where you're going to land and you're comfortable with that, you get to go do all the things that you can't do with a resale home. You can go in and you can pick those finishes. You can decide where, you know, where you want to you know, do higher end here, but lower end on the bathrooms, or there's a lot of new builds right now, especially kind of, I'd say North and East that pick all the packages for you and you pick A, B, C, or D. And that takes out the guessing game for a lot of people who are like, look, I want something brand new, but I don't necessarily want to buy someone else's home. So, um, that's huge. And, you know, you get the opportunity of, if it's ready to be built in a couple months, awesome. But if you've got some time where you're good with it taking seven, eight, nine months for a home to be built, that works in a lot of people's favor right now too. So it's a great, it's a great opportunity regardless of the market, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think too, like, even if it is going to take the seven, eight, nine, ten 10 to 12 months, depending on the builder. So it, I would say it used to be like six to eight months for a home pre-COVID. And now we have all these supply chain issues that are not fully fixed yet. Hopefully I I'm hoping by the end of the year, things are back a little bit back, back to normal, but so let's say it does take eight to 10 months or whatever, you know, with the, with knowing how volatile rates are going to be over the next year, it's like, it's almost to your advantage if you can lock in a price, right. With, and then know you're going to have this appreciation and then potentially have a lower rate or have the time to save money to do a permanent buy down for the rate as well. 
And then it's like, okay, so if rates do drop by that time, awesome. You have this extra money that you can use for whatever that you've saved to do the, the buy down. And if they haven't, you've, you've given yourself an extra eight months to put yourself in a position where you won't have to refinance in the next six months or whatever, because you can do that permanent buy down. Um, so I do think that like we're in a, we're like right now is actually the perfect time to be talking or thinking about new builds, because I think there's going to be a lot of like, I just think the timing is going to work out really well for them. Um, and so Another thing to consider, though, too, with a new build is that the contract is different. So I think that's like one thing that people, you know, it's not like a, a resale contract. And so you go in with with your agent, you go in, you look at, like you said, you get to pick an option, you get to look at the model home. Also, model homes are always going to have $100,000 to $150,000 worth of upgrades. So that's something to keep in mind. Like you're going to see the cream of the crop that is most likely not going to be within the price range that you're looking for it for that certain model, right? So that's something to keep in mind. But you'll go in, you'll look at the models, you'll look at their floor plans, then you sign a builder contract. And something to just keep in mind is that buyers are not not contractually protected with builder contracts. They hold all the power and they can pretty much terminate on you at any point without any, you know, consequences on their end. Um, and you don't really have any reason to terminate once you, once you're under contract and you've gotten through like the loan approval process, you don't have a reason to terminate without losing your earnest money. So I do think that's like a big difference that people need to know. Whereas like sometimes first time home buyers take a lot of, I don't know, like, they find a lot of security in the fact that they know they have all these outs, right? They have the ins inspection and the appraisal and loan objection and loan terms. And you just don't get that in a new build contract. So I think that's yeah. something that's important to know um, and keep in mind. It's just a difference, you know? And it's like, thankfully, most builders are really reputable. But this is another reason why, too, to engage your agent. Because it's like, okay, I, I need to know, is this a reputable builder? You know, and are they being honest with me? What can I negotiate in this contract versus what can I not? And just knowing in general how the process is going to work. And two, you know, a lot of times they'll offer those incentives, lender incentives, if you use their lender. And being able to, you know, have a trusted advisor through your realtor and say, okay, is this is this incentive actually worth it for me? Or is it costing me X amount of money on the back end? And it would be better for me to go this route instead. So making sure that you're partnered with people that really have your best interest. Because I would say in general you know, builders are companies and they're looking out for themselves. They're not looking out for the consumer, really. I think there are some really great um, builder reps that do a good job of that. But at the end of the day, they're there to protect the company. And so you always want to go in with your agents and, you know, knowing that they have lenders and other people in their corner that are going to make sure that you're really getting the best like situation for yourself, you know, not the builder. Right. Well, and from there too, I mean, a lot of our clients will be like, oh, I went to walk this new build today and I told them that I worked with you and, you know, they're going to try to kind of take what they can because, again, they're they're a company. But, you know, once that whole process goes through, um, you know, to your point, being able to kind of weigh out the differences on what their incentives are with their preferred lender and then what your incentive is with your preferred lender. Once you kind of get through that, you know, at the very end, right before the ETA of when your home is going to be done, you'll do at the later end, the inspection instead of on the front end. Um, it's like the blue tape. So 
it's kind of nice to be able to kind of get through all of that. You can always drive by your new build. You can always, that's the other kind of difference is when you go under contract with the resale, it's like, okay, we have the one day of four to six hours that we're getting the inspection done and then we don't really see it until we close and we do our final walkthrough. Without being like the creepy drive-by neighbor. Yeah. So with the new build, you get to, you know, go in and see when your staircases go up and see when the walls become like, that's, that's a really cool thing for people to be like, Hey, I built this. Like, even though they didn't yeah, agree. It. But then you do that blue tape and a lot of it is, you know, there's, you've got blue tape, red tape, yellow tape, green tape, all the electrical things like that. And then you go to closing. Um, and it's again, a little bit of a different closing because you're not dealing with any kind of inclusions, exclusions. You've got your builder contract, but to your point, I mean, it's a super important to understand what you're signing, regardless of if it's a reseller or a new build, but a new build is a very different type of contract and it not even going into, you know, who's, who can terminate or who doesn't, but it does really encapsulate the fact that like, maybe there aren't taxes set yet because, you know, it still has to be established. Whereas you're going to get, you know, taxes are paid in arrears here. So there's a few extra things that you just want to be up to par with. And that's when you, that's why you have an agent is to be able to advocate and make sure you're educated on those things. And the taxes are a good point because in new build communities, taxes are always high, high, high. I would say taxes in a new build community are two to three times the normal amount of a resale community because they're funding all of that infrastructure. So you're talking if you have a neighborhood pool, walkways, streets to get there, you know, like all that stuff, the landscaping, it comes from somewhere. And so they fund it through your taxes or through your metro district or whatever. Um until all that's completed. So with a new build, it's kind of, it's interesting. Like normally you buy a resale home with anticipation that your taxes are probably going to go up a little bit, you know? Um, but when you buy new build, you, your taxes are already high. And eventually when they finished all the infrastructure, your taxes will actually go back down. could be, I mean, we're talking years and years, years. right? Yeah. But it is like kind of the opposite of a resale in that way. So that's something good to know too. So like, let's say for example, you know, you have a buyer, a first time buyer or whatever, and you're approved for 500,000, but then you go into this new build community and the taxes are three times, you know, that of a resale home. Well, you may not be able to be approved or be comfortable with the payment because that those taxes are part of your escrowed payment. So it's like that monthly payment that you're that every buyer is so focused on that's so important for their budgeting and everything that taxes being double or triple makes a big difference, you know? And so that is one thing to consider. It's like, especially if you're going to look on the higher end of your budget, the taxes for the new community do matter. Um, and so just keeping that in mind and another reason to have your, your realtor and your lender have that conversation beforehand. So you know exactly what you're getting into because there's nothing worse than like going to see this beautiful home that is like perfect and you love it. And then you're like, I'm really just not comfortable with this payment because of the taxes being so high. Um, so I think that's, you know, something to keep in mind for sure. Um, and then also that we totally missed the fun part, which is the design center. Well, it depends on who you are. I think it sounds terrible, but some people <laughs> love to go pick out every little All their part of their home. And so, and there's a few options. It's not always like that, right? Like sometimes with a new build community, it could already be built. You know, a buyer could have backed out. They could have just built a row of them, whatever. So not always that you get to choose or some builders do like preset packages. So you don't choose every detail, but you choose like a color scheme and a, and a grade, right? Like a quality grade. Right. And then there's some builders where you literally choose everything in the home 
And like, I have a client that is under contract on a new build and his design appointment is coming up and they emailed him and they were like, okay, plan for eight to 10 hours to be here. And I'm like, oh my God, I would die making that many decisions. So something to keep in mind if you are like me and you don't like to make the decisions, they have that particular builder does have preset packages where you can like choose, you know, basically vibe for it and then make some choices, um, which is probably what he's going to do as well. But some people, I like, I feel like you would love to go in and pick out, you would be so good at picking out every little detail of a house. And I, it would just overwhelm me. I would probably cry. It would be, I, if that, if that was actually like my other job in another life, I would totally do that. Like just the design center rep, like here, let me show you what we can do. But all that adds up. And what I've seen happen yes. um, is to a family member of mine with Richmond, it was like, hey, I know I'm approved for X, I'm at Y, but I want all these upgrades that are going to bring me to Z. And so what we had to do is throw in everything that this person wanted and they'll go back to our lender and say, hey, worst case scenario, are we still good here? So the design center is meant to blow your mind if you're into that. But it's also kind of a, it's a, it's a sore subject when you're like, but I want those countertops with that cabinet and I want the whole house done with specific lights. And it's like, well, we're going to have to sacrifice one or the other to make it work. So no, that is one of the fun parts. Um, but every builder is different. And what I have found too is every community is different. Yeah. So just because a Richmond in Castle Rock does where you can, you know, pick anything all a cart, Richmond in Northfield is going to give you four palette options. And that's like the only option you get. So just be cognizant of kind of what that looks like. And when you're going, ask all the questions. I mean, that's the whole purpose of why they have the sales reps there. And whether you're with us or you're not, we will always be representing you. But ask the questions. Ask the questions. We're not going to know that we're going to have to call the builder rep anyways if we're not there with you. Um, But it's just important to kind of know all the things up front so you're not like, oh, my God, I'm super wowed by this beautiful home, but I can't even swing it. So Yeah. And I think, too, um, you know, as far as like asking all the questions and stuff, just there's a lot of confusion, I think, especially with the design center, as far as purchase price goes. Cause like you go into a resale home, you write an offer, right? You write an, an offer of what you're willing to pay for the house. You know what the payment is or that, you know, the purchase price is. You go into a new build, you know, a range based on what model you like. And then you have your contract price, which is just based on like basically bare, the bare bones of it. And then you go into the design center and it's like, you could easily spend 30 to $80,000 at the design center. That's then added on to that purchase price as well. So it's kind of unique in that situation where it's like, it doesn't, it's, it's not exactly what you see is what you get from the start with it, with a new build contract versus a resale, you know, you know what you're paying from the very beginning. And with a builder, it can change because it depends on how, how nice of, you know, products you want in the home and what colors you want and all that stuff. So that's something to keep in mind too. Like you could, they're always going to show you like a base price and then depending on what you want to spend on design stuff. And like, this is talking about these, if you don't spend money, the design center, your cabinets come like unpainted without, you know, it's like you have to, you do have to spend some money. That's something to keep in mind. Um, and also most, I feel like most of the builder reps are pretty good about being like, this is how much people typically spend at the design center. So you can, 
you know, decide. And then a lot of time those, those lender incentives are tied to the design center too. So you could get like a good chunk of change, which is why it's always good to weigh it out. Like, is it better? Cause sometimes it is better to use their lender to get those incentives, especially if you're going to, if you know, you're going to be spending like fat money at the design center. Well, and the last thing too, to keep in mind, that's not always wrapped in is the lot premium. Oh, so yeah. there are builders who will include the lot premium into their base price and others who will be like, oh, and you'll see a house where you're like, that's only four seventy five. Well, yeah, your lot's going to be between fifty and $90,000. And if you get the corner lot with views, you're looking at one hundred fifty for the lot. Yeah. And so then it gets even stickier. So just there's a there's a few caveats that go into the new build, but it is a really great option in any market, but especially when clients are just getting beat out left and right. I mean, there's, we've got lots of tools, you know, right. There's, there's your, you know, contingent financing, there's bridge loans, there's homeward, you know, with a cash offer, there's, um, you know, finding ways to make it all work. But sometimes if you're kind of getting beat out and all of that and you're willing to go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check out this new build route. It can totally work in your favor. So for sure. But if you guys have questions, we're always here to answer them. Um, Anytime a new build community comes up and you want to know more about it, we're always happy to make calls, go out there with you, check it out. Um, But you know where to find us, like us, follow us, uh, two bonds in a brokerage, and keep us posted. We'd love to hear from you guys. Thanks so much for joining us today.